same way you did before. Saying, hey, everybody. So, uh, yeah, so uh, this is our second time, but we're going to start it in the same fashion. What is up? And we know for a fact that this is episode eight because Caitlin is very informed. And that's my cool segue of introducing our awesome guest today. Caitlin, as she's known on Facebook, Ishibashi. Um, did I say I said that right? Yes, right? that's yeah. Okay. Pretty much. It's, you ever you know those names that are just yeah. like it's almost too cool the way you say it. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I feel so. like I get that a lot when I do uh, like wedding introductions. But yeah. I mean, my um, last name's the same way. Like my last name is not easy to say, and so uh, like it's McRorty, but people just that's, butcher yeah. it all the time. Yeah. yeah, but we got it here on the Radio Shorty Podcast with DJ Hi Kevin and our awesome guest DJ Caitlin residing in boston massachusetts and she and her awesome dog are our guests today what's up caitlin how are you i am good how are you super duper super duper um so i was introduced to you at the dj expo in atlantic city this past year which Mm -hmm. was super fun to get to know you we took a couple pictures and stuff like that um thanks for uh, introducing me Appreciate it. You, I was only there. Dude, I don't even want to get into how I met her. I actually wanted to choke Drew um, from Boston <laughs> Entertainment Group afterward. Uh, <laughs> wait, how did... Wait, so, okay. So, I, I, it was my first year at DJX as well, uh, Caitlin. Um, how did you and Kevin meet? Hi, Kevin, meet. Uh, at the... I was probably drunk, so I was probably at the... Okay. Mel Star? I think it was Mel Star Party. No. Probably was before that. Yeah. I don't, At one of the I don't, parties. I don't remember. All I know is that we um we were on like we were about to hop in an Uber with somebody and Drew was like, Hey, Caitlin is like here, let's go and at least just say hi. And we <laughs> did and we literally like came and said hi and then he was like, All right, what do you want to do now? I was like, we just did that for th- like it's really cool to meet people, Drew. But what the fuck, dude? I didn't know that actually. That's yeah, no, really I, funny. Wait, 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 wait! You went all the way to one place to shake someone's hand and be like, "All right, see you later." <laughs> he was like, "Wow, that's funny." Yeah, because that was the Mel Star party. Yeah, he was smashed by that he point too. He was smashed. So that and, was and definitely a drunk decision. Was this the room that was really loud, Kevin? I don't think so. I think. Do you know what room I'm talking about? The room we I went know in. The room you're talking it was about. Terrible. I don't. I don't. I don't remember much from that. After After that, I tried to make sure. So it was because, Dare. It was at Dare. It was I at think. Dare. Okay, yeah. cool. No, then we did. I don't really know. That entire week is such a fucking blur. Let's be especially honest. Especially after dark. Yeah. Caitlin, yeah, I, especially I, after dark. <laughs> I, I so I was my first. Uh, I'm from New Jersey, so I'm kind of familiar with the area. But it's my first time in DJX, and um, I can't like you. I was drunk. Because uh, it's Atlantic City, and that's just what you do. And so Joe Bunn, uh, I had convinced him to go to some club, I don't know, with other people. And Caitlin, I was so drunk. Caitlin, Caitlin was so drunk that our, our, our Kevin knows the story, our cab ride was, I don't know, three blocks. We could have walked, like easily could have walked. You know, we get to the, the club or whatever that demands getting us into or whatever. He, and the cab's cab, he's like, it's $8. Caitlin, I, I'm gonna, we're going to play a game called Guess How Much Money I Gave Him. Oh boy! Oh, uh, let's say twenty-five. Oh, that that would be generous. No, I gave him one hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Just I, like gave him a, <laughs> I gave him. I gave him a hundred-dollar bill. And Joe Bun went, "What the fuck are you doing?" Uh, and wow, yeah. that taxi yeah, was... driver will love you forever. Wow, that's a. 
Oh, I'm sure offensive. he was. I'm sure he was circling the block like 30 minutes later, just trying to find me to pick me back up and take <laughs> me to the hard rock for him in in that Biggie shirt of his. Like, where's hey. that guy? <laughs> I love Biggie, bro. You know, greatest rapper alive died on March 9th. It's a good I, shirt. You can get it at Target. I have it too. Oh, dude. No. Yeah. Right By the back. way, I wore this as a nod to Caitlin because I saw it in one of your your oh, uh, videos, no and way. I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I saw wow. it in one of her videos. I was like, "I've got that shirt." I was like, "I'm gonna wear it." I almost texted uh, you or like messaged us all in the Insta uh, Instagram message, uh, and almost was like, "Can we all wear the same shirt?" And I was gonna see if that everybody would be wears. Very funny. I but I was like, that. "I was thinking of wearing it." <laughs> oh, should move, man! Awesome. Great flex. Yeah. Also, yeah, great yeah. segue into uh, continuing to talk about Caitlin and her awesome. So, uh, Caitlin, you make a bunch of cool routines that you put up on Instagram. Um, before we do get to that, we have a lot to talk about. Obviously, you living in Boston, um, you grew up there, which we kind of talked about a little bit just before the show started. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that and sort of like how you became a DJ? Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, I uh, so I started playing piano as a kid. Um, I was like a typical Asian piano prodigy, uh, from like grade school. And then in college I went to music school. Um, and I like, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of just like going through the motions cause I knew music was a part of my life, but I found DJing like the fifth or sixth semester in and that changed everything. Um, that was like, cause I had already um done DJing just like as a hobby just like to pay the bills before that and so it was just like an easy A class that I could take and my teacher uh his name is Jason Dawson you guys might know him he's actually coming to the DJ collective um but yeah he taught at Berkeley and he um yeah he basically just like saw my potential and he like uh gave me uh, the homework assignments each week I'm realizing looking back now like trained me for like the clubs and like weddings and stuff uh and uh yeah, he was super helpful. He gave me my first gig opening for him at like Shrine in October after I graduated. Um, and then, yeah, things kind of went from there. Um, I met people like th that's what the cool thing about the DJ community. Like you meet somebody who like knows somebody who gives you your first gig. And so like a friend of a friend gave me my first gig on New Year's. Um, and then, yeah, shit kind of went from there. Uh, but yeah, Berkeley was the main thing. It was a class you could take turntable technique and then digital DJing and then mixing techniques. And um, but it was all like basically just like hang out with JD for an hour class. They, that was like what it was. Like the the New England area is just I'm because I'm I live in South Carolina. I'm just gonna say it's so much smarter. Like you can go to college to learn to DJ. And in South Carolina, you you can just learn to farm. I'm not making it up. That's a thing at Clemson University. You can learn to throw hay out or something or whatever they well, do. Now, don't no. give New England too much credit because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I grew up I grew up in Connecticut, and like we literally, you know, we played baseball against guys that literally like drove their tractors to the game. <laughs> like no joke and that's just the but that is like the diversity that you do get in sort of the northeast which the is cities. that you know you got it and that's what i think people love about like you know especially different countries when they travel to the united states right i will um, say though like zoom has changed a lot of things because i like to call myself a covid dj because i had new year's as my first gig and then six weeks of like normal gigs and then covid happened and then all i was doing all i knew was like twitch and uploading videos on yeah. instagram because that's all we could do and then zoom changed everything because the people that i've been taking lessons with i've never met them in person i've known 
my mentor, Shorty, also Shorty, but with two E's, for two years now. And uh, she uh, she lives in LA, and I have we've just always met on Zoom every other week. And so, like, that's what's kind of cool. Like, literally anywhere in the world now, because of COVID, it's a silver lining. You can uh, you can take lessons online, and you can learn to DJ from anywhere in the world. And that's why I'm kind of great. I'm obviously it's a terrible thing for the world that COVID happened, but also like I would not be a DJ if it wasn't for COVID. Like everybody that I met is because of COVID. Everybody would be too busy touring if it wasn't for COVID. Like everybody was inside, so we were all on the same level. And yeah. So, yeah, that's I'm that's like how Kevin and I met is uh, Twitch. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, uh, we uh, I don't know if you should tell the actual story uh, again, uh, but Kevin uh, was on Twitch and he was DJing, and then he got you can raid someone on Twitch, and I tuned into the raid and it kept going to Kevin's uh, stream, and um, Kevin uh, was you know hanging out with Teddy, his his now fiance, fiance. and uh, this is the image I actually saw. Uh, How do you on... just have that always ready? <laughs> <laughs> and that that's Teddy on the couch, and that's Kevin doing God knows what. Uh, and so I literally text DJ to man. I was like, I don't know this Kevin guy, um, but I think you should tell him that his stream is on. And like literally, Caitlin, it was like uh, the phone rang once, and there was nothing, and then the phone rang again. It was nothing, and the phone rang the third time. Kevin picks it up. You just see this like, uh huh, uh huh, and he looks up at the camera, and just everything goes black. Everything. That's <laughs> a nightmare. Oh my god. I have a really bad habit of never shutting my stream down after I raid, and I've left it up for hours on end afterward. <laughs> and it's just like, luckily, you know, I like now I have it facing the corner of the room, so nothing can happen in the background. Maybe you could pick up some sounds if something like that were to happen again. But wow. um, yeah, for the most part, that was about as close as it could get to R-rated for me. By the way, I had that clip on my desktop because I knew I wanted to bring this up, so that's the only God reason I had that it. there. How that just like that just happened? Anyway, so um, Caitlin, during your time, now first off, we got to make sure that we don't glance over the fact that you went to Berkeley College, yeah. like yeah. Berkeley, Berkeley, like music Berkeley, and uh, Caitlin. They barely let me in Greenville Technical College. Like that's where <laughs> that's where I'm at on my. They barely smart let him in the Stop and Shop. You know, like so. <laughs> Um, but so, uh, so after you graduate from there, obviously you, you continue on, you mentioned your first gig, uh, being a new year's Eve event, um, at, right at the turn into 2020. And then yeah. of course, uh, you know, right around St. Patrick's day, everything changes, especially the Boston area got affected. Like, I think I remember like very early on, like yeah. you were probably yeah. one of the most affected areas. Yeah. Um, so then you were doing, what is it? Club Quarantini? Yeah, yeah. So a bunch of local DJs, they started like an Instagram and they basically would just go live at different times throughout the day uh, from like five to like midnight, like just every weekend to substitute for the clubs. But um, that kind of died when stuff opened back up. We opened back up like in the summer, but with, like with restrictions and then uh, it we obviously shut down again. But yeah, that was a good that was a good run um, for like the summer. Um yeah, live streaming once an hour uh, with a bunch of local DJs. I that's how I met like a lot of my friends like in this city. Uh, I I wish actually yeah more stuff like that ha was happening a lot. Um, but I wish more stuff like that carried over in person because I feel like it was like easy to do online. But like, uh, it's really hard to like have a bunch of DJs meet up like in person. People but, have yeah. to get off their couch. Great. Yeah, you know they yeah, have to so actually get put shoes on, go places. You know, uh, yeah. 
I'm just kidding. Uh, Caitlin, uh, so, okay, so you, you graduated from Berkeley, but let's go back. So you have to be accepted into Berkeley. Um, it, can you walk us through that process of how you got accepted in? And then, of course, you, you kind of talk about how uh, you were playing the piano and then said you kind of transitioned over into DJ uh, aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I originally applied to Berkeley uh, when I was going to college um but i decided to go to emerson um and then when i wanted to transfer um yeah my mom just like made a phone call because she also went to berkeley and they like just retook my application didn't even have to audition uh and i just like enrolled in the fall because they like to pull strings for alumni i guess um and yeah she, that, calls, uh, up. she calls her she's like yo it's moms listen <laughs> got a favor <laughs> literally like that's basically what they basically what they did uh, cause that school, yeah. Uh, the, you basically, once you leave there, you either teach there or you be, try to become a musician. Um, and like, so every single teacher, like I, I went five semesters, every single teacher, I had at least one teacher who knew my mom from Berkeley, like back in the day. Cause they like went to school at the same time. Uh, so it's a really like close knit community, but yeah, they, uh, had me do, you had like general music class, like music theory class. And that really pays off like especially with djing um even though people don't think about it they had to take music theory you have to do like liberal arts and stuff it's actually like an actual accredited college now it's just not a music school um but yeah that's a general music liberal arts and then electives and the djing and production that was electives for me and that's so you were playing piano uh and then like was there like a lost love for it or you just were like i kind of like this more but i still like piano Um, I'm kind of like a coward and I like to run away from things that have a lot of pressure. So like, like people are like, uh, you want to, piano was just really hard and like, uh, I didn't want to practice a lot and keep up with the technicalities that required of it. And DJing for what it was, what I thought it was at the time, I didn't know what turntablism was, but it was just like song A into song B, how can I get, how can I get there smoothly? And um, that was, like, super easy to pick up. So um, it was kind of, like, a not a very good attitude, but it was, like, a this is an easy A class. And then, wow, I really like it because it's super easy. But not even easy. It was natural. I think that's the best way to put it. Because, like, I'm realizing as a kid, I would, like, do the same thing. I would, like, play from song to song, and I would, like, just transition on the piano into it, like, on my own way. And just, like, and I would never stop the music. Um, So natural is a better way to put it. It's not that it was easy. I just realized it was something that was always natural to me. Um, but yeah, DJing was just something that I didn't realize that I loved until I figured out what it was. And um, in your how old? Mixing. How old? I'm 26. 26. And yeah, I started. Okay. Yeah, so I started those classes when I was like 20. So, uh, so I'm 10 years older than you. Uh, and Kevin will tell you this because last night Kevin and I were on FaceTime. And Kevin, what were you teaching me how to do? Cool, can't hear you. Great. Uh, there it is. My mic likes to do whatever it wants. Um, we actually, so Shorty was having some trouble. He just got the Rain 12s, the Mark 2s. He was having some troubles. Um, and I have my reloops and my S9 set up at all times. So I pretty much was just like, all right, cool. He's been saying something for a while that he wanted to start scratching. Um, so we actually, we just sat down and I grabbed my fiance cause she's been kind of alluding to the same idea that she, you know, she said a couple times, she's like, I feel like if I started to learn to scratch, I would just understand how this, how this all works a little bit more. And 
you know, I took the opportunity just to like show him a quick little chirp, you know. Um, so, so Caitlin, like he's showing me the kindergarten version at thirty six, almost forty. Oh, that that just feels that hurts to say. <laughs> Don't say you uh, have four years before that. My birthday is my birthday is coming up, so technically three. Uh, so the kindergarten version, Caitlin, uh, of of how to mix and scratch and that sort of thing, or at least scratch. Uh, I want to pull this up on your Instagram, and this is kind of what uh, alluded me to, like, holy shit, where, like, I I don't know how to say this. I'm going to say that, like, there needs to be, like, uh, 10 million more people that know about you um, <laughs> for the fact of your talents and stuff. Kevin, I, when you go to edit this, I don't know how we'll do this because of copyright or we'll see whatever. what happens. It's, yeah, yeah. But it I want to I want to play it's this. So, it's so quick. Yeah, I want to play this. So it's yeah. basically uh, this is the phase DJ routine. Uh, was hosted by the legendary himself, DJ Jazz Jeff, uh, who asked for a tribute to hip hop using LL Cool J's "Rock the Bells." Your tone play is into bus rhymes. I just want to play this and kind of break this down. Is that cool? Yeah. So, Caitlin, what what is this that you're you're all, like this in the corner here? I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Like, that's how dumb um, I am. Like, what is this <laughs> machine you're like on? So that's called an XB2, and it's just basically like um, if the S11 is like the main game, the XB2 is like the expansion pack. Like, you can just like do a little bit more with the features given. So, like instead of like eight buttons, there's sixteen. And so, like, with some of the, like, tone plays I do, like, if the range of notes is just, like, too high, like, you, you need more than just, like, eight notes. So I have 16 notes, and so I can play more uh, complicated melodies with it, or just melodies with bigger uh, range of notes. Uh, but also, like, there are, like, eight different, there's, like, yeah, there's, it just basically takes the mixer part and just, like, uh, Expands has an external it. part of it. And it has, like, you, there's a sync, there's a key lock and unlock, there's, like, tempo changes effects it's just like all the things that you're missing on that that's like on the computer um it's just like in a little mixer i highly recommend it like for anybody i've actually gotten a couple people to like buy it and they totally totally love it um but you, you do like, understand that like you're you're doing like with uh, i'm gonna go down the line of like djs that i know the scratch it's like demand kevin jason Janai. i mean like all these guys that we know right that we just we, we know that do a great job but then you come in and you go, let me add this extra machine that does extra work that I have to do extra brain power with. Uh, <laughs> and you're doing it as far as like, you know, what you're using with this machine here. Again, I listen, my brain can only go so far before it explodes. And that's where it would be. I think that again, I, like I asked you, I was like, do you kind of realize uh, kind of 
Do you realize like you're a bigger deal than I think you even make <laughs> yourself out to be? Uh, I guess not. Um, but <laughs> no, that's what's kind of that's what's kind of funny. Like I really was just like at the start of it, just playing piano on DJ equipment because that's like all I really knew how to do. So like tone play for me, like I would only tone play. Uh, before I got that thing, right. I would only tone play with like the same five songs because like besides like Eve, let me blow your mind and like uh, I don't know Headband by Two Chains. There are like very few songs that like have like isolated like notes that you can like actually play stuff with. Um, but then when I got that thing, it basically um, so that I use pitch play more often than not because then you only need one note and then everything is like if you it, like plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four, plus five, minus, and then it's like, you have that original note, and then it's like a step lower, because um, there's 16. It's hard to explain without it in front of me. You're basically making a piano. Yeah, that's basically what I'm doing, yeah. and it's like, yeah, with like intervals and stuff, and so like, um, what, that's what, just, made, yeah. what made you decide to go, I'm going to add this to my layer of DJing? Is it like, again, you're uh, 26, uh, it takes some people years and years and years to just get scratching down, uh, and you've mastered that. Uh, what what made you add this on uh, to your arsenal of toys here, as far as your DJ skills? Um. Well, I guess I saw somebody else using it, and I thought I had the potential to uh, do stuff with it. And yeah, I I just I bought it early in quarantine, and this was before I even knew how to scratch. I knew how to tone play before I knew how to scratch. In fact, like. I knew that people would be, like, telling me to touch the turntable, so that's why I, like, started getting really focused on, like, actual turntable fundamentals and, like, scratching and juggling and stuff. Um, so I kind of, like, had this thing first where I, like, because I came from piano, so that's, like, all I really knew how to do, and then I needed to, like, catch up and, like, pick up what everybody else could do. But I knew I always had this. Because um, at the end of the day, like, the my tone plays, they've kind of, like, plateaued, because you're really just playing piano. Except for the one thing I did with DJ Brace that was, like, actually tough as hell. Like, even to play on the piano. But, uh, yeah, they kind of, like, plateaued because they're all, like, the same, like, level-wise. It's just playing piano, and that's something I've had before. So they haven't actually gotten better. So, like, that's why it's been on me the past two years to, like, kind of catch up and just slowly, like, like put more, like, of the turntable into my actual routine. So if you look back at, like, my early shit, like... I'm literally only touching that thing and these are not even I'm not even touching the turntables because I just don't know how to but now I know how to like implement it better because that's that's what turntablism actually is otherwise I'm just button pushing or like it's like no different than like uh being like in a producer battle um but yeah that's I chose I bought it because it was a really I, I knew that it would be for like my style of like playing like button pushing for what it was at that point um yeah first off you're like super self-aware in that you're like i'm not good enough at this so i need to start to like bring that into my thing because because you and but you even mentioned like that you know i'm quoting you in that like that cowardly side of things which i think that a lot of people in our industry do where they'll like get started on something and then they'll find out that they're not amazing at it right away um and then they'll like run away from it. Um, myself included, because I'm actually the proud owner of a uh, machine. Uh, it's I think it's the Micro. I oh, nice. And um, and I've literally like I started doing training on it, but then I just I couldn't find a way to implement it into anything that I was doing. You know, I yeah. saw Buck Rogers playing on his. He played it at the Collective in 2019, 
And then I literally bought one for myself for Christmas that year. And I've like barely touched it since then, which is super disappointing because it's such a cool piece of equipment. But um, yeah, so I mean like, uh, so you've done a lot more in your career than people have done over a way longer period of time. And all those old head DJs that you say, the first thing they do is say, I have 20 plus years of experience. Um, I don't know if you have anything in mind that you would say to them, but obviously tenure isn't the most important thing in DJing. It's really just like how much you care about your craft. Um, yeah. So if, uh, Shorty, you mentioned your birthday, which is actually a week away, so we're really excited for it. It falls on April 20th, which has no special reason to anything other than just it being your birthday yeah there's um. no other no other 420 reasons at all there's no uh it's just a regular other day other than the fact that it's 420 it's hitler's birthday it's columbine yeah all those good things right yeah wow wow um so caitlin your birthday's also coming up too <laughs> yes it is. it is all these natural segues that are not prepared at all um now um you're doing something really awesome for your birthday, though, that actually I'm definitely going to be trying to make. Um, Caitlin and friends, there you go. The Bean Cup DJ battle. No, wait, you just just tell us everything. Just go. Yeah, okay. Just go. So um, so me and my friend Axis are host are joining events together. So Axis is hosting a battle. Uh, semifinals on Monday. Battle finals on Tuesday. So whoever is in the top three on Tuesday. Whoever wins is going to get an opening set at my birthday party. And my birthday party has a couple friends who a couple DJs may know. Um, their names are Ragoza, Team Ragoza, uh, Brace, Vect, and Bite. And um, they've done some shit in the DJ community. I don't know. They've, um, I don't know. They've won some titles or whatever. No, they're for real though. They're really great so, people. And so it's modest. So... They won some titles or whatever. Like, you know, just some no, small it's things. Even better that she opened with they've done some shit, which like I think is like one of the biggest compliments you can like to a DJ. You like walk up to me like, man, I love your shit. Like I just love you know. Like you can say that if I if I saw Scratch Bastard or if I saw Four Color Zach right now, I'd be like, dude, I love your shit and all yeah. the shit that you do. Like that's you've just done sort some of, shit. Yeah, well, that's just it. like, yeah, it's been kind of complicated. I don't really, it's because I, like, at the end of the day, like, they are, like, super, super decorated. And, like, I, it's very hard to be like, yeah, I'm bringing a bunch of world champion DJs to Boston. Because, like, at the end of the day, they are my friends. And that's what I like to focus on. Like, the fact that, yeah, they have, like, won, like, and accomplished, like, so much in the battle scene and, like, done so much for the culture. But, like, uh the cool thing about it is like they all like have just like agreed to come up here and it's just like that's what i love about this community like no matter who you are like it doesn't like doesn't matter if you're like big or small like i'm literally just like this girl from boston and like as you say people have recognized like i apparently apparently people like what i do and they continue to talk to me and like they're nice and whatever so like i get to so yeah i get to Caitlin, <laughs> yeah, Caitlin, just be like, I'm the fucking birthday. shit. Can you just say that once? But man, I'm the fucking shit. I'm so good at I what am, I do. I'm the fucking shit. I'm so good at <laughs> pretending to be good at what I do. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> no. is that how you feel? Well, actually, so like, I really do wake up sometimes, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but people are liking it, so I'm just gonna keep doing it. Um, but do you like, really feel like, because it's not like a, it's not like a lawyer where like you're gonna, you're gonna pass the bar, and then you're gonna like it's not like a concrete like or like a nurse or like an rn or like a, you're not like you're not moving up the ranks like concretely like 
I really, I don't know. I could be like a, I could like win the world champion. Like I could be a DMC winner. I could like make music. I could quit and like start teaching, like do anything in like the next three years. Like it really, there. that's so I wake up every day and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to keep doing what I like to do. And so right now this year, I, last year it was DJing and clubs. This year I'm trying to focus on like battles. And so like, I'm really going to do like DMC. I'm going to focus, I'm going to do DMC this year. Um, hey, we, like, we touched on it uh, in the beginning of the show, um, or maybe the last one that didn't record right, and we're still recording again. Uh, we talked about you being uh, a female in a male-driven world, uh, yeah. and I do like see, that's that's actually one of the questions that I like really wrote down in my notes of like kind of even how to ask you because I don't because I think when people say, "Oh, you know what?" I think you you probably hate as a phrase, "Oh my God, you're a really good female DJ." Oh my God, you're yeah. the best girl yeah. DJ. Like, <laughs> and I think it should just be like, you're a really good DJ. You're, you're, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're female or male or, you know, or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, but it, it, being in the male-dominated industry, uh, what are your thoughts as a female? Um, well, I yeah, that's definitely something I've taken into account from the very start. So like, I've like worn like more baggy clothes in my videos. I've been like had like the focus be like with the black curtain more on my hands and stuff i've really tried to make it like talent first like being a girl later and it's really like paid off like um i it wasn't like a conscious decision i think i kind of just needed to like fit in but yeah i think it's not like it doesn't like bug me when people like point out the fact that like i'm a girl it kind of just like i know that like there aren't a lot of girls in this industry right now and like people aren't used to it and it's like it's fine but like that's kind of what that's kind of why I kind of have to stay in it and so like um uh I that's because there yeah it needs to be a more like it needs to be more centered like there it really is there are more girls but it really needs to be more equal um so yeah it doesn't bug me what does bug me sometimes I it I, I think it's funny but like it does bug me like I'll be coming in with all of my equipment and it'll just be like a random like kid next to me who's like talking to me and then like somebody else will come up and be like oh hey are you the dj's assistant and like like it like it's just a guy there who's just like trying to talk to me like request a song and he's like lingering for a long time and then somebody else will come up and be like hey are you the dj's assistant because like the guy in their head is the primary source of the music obviously um or another one i've gotten is um a dj before me he was packing up and i was coming in with my equipment and everything. And he was like, oh, are you DJing with your dad? And I was like... What? <laughs> no, uh, I'm alone. Uh, no. <laughs> you should have said, you know, you should have said, you'd be like, yeah, and he sucks, so he's going to let me DJ tonight. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, you get a couple weird comments like that that, like, you, I, I feel like you guys would not have said to you. Like, somebody asked me if I'm, like, actually DJing, like, or... Like if are you are you actually DJing or are you just playing a playlist right now? Uh, and acting like just yeah, yeah. At that point, see, I think did I they was see like, the Rock the Bells video? Because if that's all yeah, fake, then I mean, if you do a great <laughs> job editing video, you should be a video editor at that point. Because uh, you know, look, man, I, I, I Kevin can tell you too. Like there are guy DJs and girl DJs and and gay DJs and transgender DJs that like you know are great or suck or or whatever, and. It just blows my mind that I kind of that kind of infuriates me for you, um, 
because again, just watching your stuff. And so, so kind of how you came on the show is, I don't know how you can, I think you came across like my Instagram as like a person you should add. Cause I think we have friends in common or whatever. So I was like looking and I was like, holy shit, this girl's talented. Like she literally, he literally texted me and he was like, do you know this person? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah, we met at the expo this past year. And he's like, we need to have her on. And I was like, all right, let's see what she's doing this Wednesday. And that's when I hit you up. Cool. You know, yeah, and so, I, yeah, I wanted I mean, Kevin. It's... I wanted Kevin to hit you up because we don't know each other, uh, you know, other than just being on Instagram and stuff. But I think I commented on like one of the one of the videos of just like how impressive it is uh, of what you're doing. Um, and again, going back to like the female thing, I, I think you're right. There needs to be more people in that that space. Uh, you know, I look at like Kristen Wilson, who's in Orlando, uh, who I, again, I don't know at all. I have no clue who she, I don't know her as a, like a friendship level, like I do Kevin, but, um, seeing her and all of her girls, you know, kind of rock that Orlando area, um, and, and prove that females can do this as well. Uh, it just, it sucks that, you know, again, you get comments like that and, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. I just no, I, at the I, end of the day, it's funny. Kinda, it like, kind of just made me a little irritated, you know. It, it, it's it, it's like hilarious though. At the end of the day, like sure you can, I'll get like annoyed at it for a second, but like laughing, uh, laughing at it now. Like it's a funny story to tell on a podcast. Sorry if the guy is listening. I don't think he ever. Oh, would, I hope like, he yeah, is, but, and I hope yeah, he's <laughs> beat fucking red right now. Um, <laughs> one big thing that happened with sort of that male female, uh, you know, bipolar. Uh, uh, I don't know, separation. Um, it was really big in the streaming world because so many DJs would use the, ex male DJs would use the excuse, oh, if I grew a pair of tits, I'd get like 100 viewers in no time. It's like, well, so imagine for once in your life, you Anglo-Saxon white male, that you were at a slight disadvantage, you know? Yeah. And I like, I am, I loved that. I was like, yo, for once, we're like in the minority and, and it's actually, there's a glass ceiling for us to break through. You know, so yeah. now you know how basically every girl has felt every day of her life just walking down the fucking street. And I was, I just, I just loved that. You know, I've got three nieces now. Um, my fiance, actually, she's an affiliated DJ on Twitch too. And granted, you know, I saw it be a little bit easier for her to reach that, but that made me feel great that, you know what, maybe for once I get to, I can sit back and I was doing like the production side of the Twitch stuff, which was kind of fun too, you yeah. know? And it's like, you know, you, you take your opportunities, Caitlin, you've obviously run with them, um, you know, which has been super cool to see. And especially in such a short span of time, um, you know, it just shows dedication <laughs> is key, um, no matter who you are, where you're from. Boston's a, obviously a dope spot to be spinning everywhere. You spin at like 10 different places now, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I do DJ at a lot of places, but uh, my main spots are mostly background vibes. So I have like sushi restaurants uh at a mall i have a timeout market which is like a cafeteria spot i just started um djing at a classic hip-hop brunch spot at a bar downtown oh. which i'm actually really really passionate about because that's like you never have that in this city and that's like i just want that to yeah. fucking work because like in every other bar where it's like top 40 and like edm shit no they want like 90s and 2000s old school yeah. hip-hop for like uh, 12 to 4 like it's what's what's like, the bar called it's called jm curly in downtown crossing um okay. it's like, it's a little hole in the wall um like 
little speakeasy. They have a little steakhouse speakeasy in the back. Um, but yeah, that's like yeah. twelve to four on Saturdays. I, I really, if it I, if it takes off, like I want it to be the spot. If my career takes off, I want people to know that that is the spot. If you're coming into town and you're on a, here on a Saturday, like that's where you hear a good fucking DJ. It'll be me or somebody that I know that's a good fucking DJ. So like I have braces like coming into town early uh, for my birthday, and I'm gonna have him there because like he will nail that spot. Any any turntable is DJ from the scene will absolutely crush that spot. Kevin, you're, so. you're, uh, 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 who's hosting the Boston uh, DJ thing? Oh, who, Tyler, conf- Tyler Wallace? Oh, Harvest of Sound. Oh, yeah, Harvest, I'm yeah he yeah. has me playing at that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, honestly, like, if Tyler's listening, I, I feel like he needs to link up with you or the bar or something and do oh, like some knows. kind of after Tyler, yeah, you should come by. Yeah, come by. Well, think- that, it's a tiny, tiny bar, so that's, like, a it's 100 standing caps, so that would be, it's an expensive, it's an expensive buyout, but... For the brunch thing, people definitely like people are in town for the the whole weekend, so they like twelve right. to four. They should like, and it's right there, literally yeah. down the street. I'm realizing now, like it's a ten minute walk from the convention. So that's yeah, that's sick. hopefully it'll still be working by then, because uh, it's like it's not like a seasonal spot. Like it's like you can have brunch at any time throughout the year. It's not like yeah. a rooftop bar or something. How did you so. start to like get these cool background vibe spots? Because honestly, like I find myself with a, a little more of an open schedule than I'd had last year for sure. Yeah. Um, like how do you, did you go to these places and pitch an idea to them or uh, did they like come after you or was it through a, you know, like, well, through friends. So like how my booking works now, I have like three amazing people to me, his he, DJ to me, he books me at timeout. And so we just have a group chat and we just text availability. And then my friend Rico, he books me at karma. It, same thing. It's just like group chats. And then Josh Carl, um, you guys might know him, but he's yeah, like, a Yeah, so Josh Carl, he's been helping me out a lot and he has a group chat and he books out like five, six different bars and he just has a calendar that he posts like every You month. know Fader? Uh I I know actually we did meet at a yeah, we met at a little meetup in Connecticut. I but cool. I don't know him well. I know Josh a lot better. Yeah, but yeah. That's what's up. Uh he's been um yeah, Josh has been a big help. But yeah, it's just been group chats. And I just text my availabilities. Josh has more bars. Sometimes he gives like bars and clubs, but um, yeah, it's just through friends of friends. Uh, like, yeah, I just met people. Um, yeah, like I was introduced through other people and then they added me to group chats. But the JM Curly spot, that was because I, um, like in the fall, my whole personality was DJing. So I started like taking up hobbies and like going out and like drinking, not at DJ bars. And nice. so like trying to take my mind off of shit. Uh, and naturally I obviously started DJing in my day off bar. So that's like, because I was just like a regular there for six months. And like, I loved going there because the soundtrack was dope. Like no matter what, it was always like a good aux score. They don't always play hip hop, but like, no matter what, it's always good. Um, and also they're just great people. It's like a cheers bar. They treat you like family there. The chef actually pitched the idea to me. I, and then I pitched the idea to the GM and then, uh, yeah, we started doing that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, been my life recently it's been a lot better than um when i was doing like clubs and bars i think because like handling a dance floor can get exhausting at times and it's just kind of like you fall into the same rhythm of like oh sure this is how we do it i'm just kidding yes uh, yeah yeah but that. It's, i mean it's so hard to and especially so like i was just thinking I wanted to ask this, but I, I hate putting people on the spot but you know like so you know you're talking like the 90s 2000s hip-hop stuff like four hours you know yeah. you said noon to four like you gotta find some deep cuts 
like some pretty, oh, yeah. and especially to impress people that are like actually listening. You know, like you want to. Be oh, you don't to even have to like. Well, that's the thing. There, it's not like you don't have to like. You're not. You don't want to play like party up. Like you're not trying to like right. make a scene. Like that's what I yes. like to think about with the background vibes. You're just kind of like playing for. Bro, Ja Rule Ashanti always on like, time. Oh, that's my that's yeah. that's my jam. Yeah, but throw that in there. But yeah, yeah, but you so, do need like at some point you really you really got it. So it's really great, good for me because like I'm somebody who has like been relying on top forty for like the past two years just from like work and stuff. So it's great for me because I get to like actually deep dive into like actual classic hip hop shit and like play stuff yeah. that I normally would never ever play like at like a sports bar. Right. Um, what so is your favorite like genre to to play? Like, are you a top forty girl? Or are you like a? Do you hate that type uh, of music? I would like, say, is there music you hate and you just are like ah, I'll play it anyway? Uh, I, I, I've been really straying away from EDM recently. Like, I'll play it if I have to, but I'm realizing I just, yeah. I don't play a lot of, like, build and drops anymore. Like, the same, like, like bootleg. I don't really play a lot of shit like that anymore. Uh, but I would say, like, yeah, my sets are definitely, like, hip-hop-based. And I guess they have to be top 40 base when I'm not at like sure. Jam Curly because like that, like you have to make them sing or you have to make them like dance to a good beat or like have them make them recognize something. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say that like I, my favorite type of music to play is top 40, but for every other spot, even in the background vibes gigs that aren't like, like Jam Curly's, like you really do have to, you have to play top 40. You have to cater to the, the, what the, owners want or what the kids want yeah what the kids want what them kids want caitlin yes but tiktok has actually been great because you can play old songs now you uh you talked about uh like meeting other djs and stuff like that um you went to ac atlantic city for dj expo uh was that your first convention and why'd you go um it was my first convention and yeah my friend just like gave me a ticket um, I did not know what I was walking into, but uh, I am very grateful I did. Um, yeah, she was going for different reasons, but yeah, I it was uh, I did not know that was a thing. Uh, Who's your I would friend? Be going back every year. Oh, uh, her name uh, Kelly. Uh, she was uh, she's not she's not a DJ. She okay, just, okay. She no, she's not a DJ. <laughs> she gotcha. just kind of went. Um, nice. But just to yeah, hang out at a DJ show that's awesome. Yeah, I I I don't really I don't really understand what she was doing there at the end of the day uh but yeah she really wanted to see what atlantic city was all about and we could tell you it's a block and a half of casinos and then murders the rest of the uh the other yeah if you go too far you start getting (laughs) murdered well that's what i noticed like some people like there were a couple of non-djs there and they were looking at us like superheroes like i think she i think she was expecting to go in there like trying to like be the manager of somebody like she wanted to like meet the right dj who she could like manage or like because she wasn't like an actual dj oh. but she i think she was exp- I, I it was not what she she didn't realize it was like a wedding dj thing i think she thought it would be like people like a track and four colors act and crazy and like you could go in and meet all these big djs who need managers and so i have no idea at the end of the day it was not a it was a more of a wedding dj expo yeah. but uh, it worked out for me because i yeah i just like did my own thing at the scratch booth and that's where I met all of my friends. And then, um, yeah, that's a kind of, a. am trying to do Nam this year too. So that's a, and the expos are something I definitely want to go to. Cause you really do meet people. I didn't know what I was going to get into walking into that weekend, but I walked out with like, uh, yeah, very important people in my life now. Um, 
like uh Aswan has been a huge help to me um he's from DC and um yeah I've been going down there a couple times we uh he like and we'll just like sesh every now and then and we like made a video um so yeah he's been a good friend who I've also like Drew is somebody I finally met in person he was like with COVID you meet all these Instagram names and you don't know them and then I finally went to DJ Expo and I was like are you Boston event group oh yeah hi like nice to meet you like literally like faces become handles become faces yes so now that's uh andrew trufflemo or something like yeah. i don't, honestly couldn't say his last name but beg event group now um yeah. out of the boston area so he's uh he was actually my roommate that week which was great uh sort of um except that he drove me hear out. more he about that me. sort of he just dragged me to a lot of places and i'm like the type of guy that i need to like keep fucking moving and you know yeah. i just he's 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 a, he's a goofball but i'm a big fan of his um <laughs> Um, all right, cool. So um, we we talked a little bit about Shorty uh, getting into the turntableism stuff, uh, and with you having like recently done that, is are there any tips that you would give somebody that's trying to take their, um, you know, more of their performance DJing to like the next level, or to really start doing that? You know, like if it's just not A to B anymore. Um. Yeah. I take Zoom lessons with like actual DJs. A lot of them teach and like. Go, superhero djs is also a really good website i don't know if you guys know it I'm it's familiar, just like yeah. give routine tutorials from like uh red bull and like dmc djs um but yeah like my i have learned everything i know from shorty and now more recently from like vect and just like i take not shorty me. and vect every other week not you <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah shorty with two e's she's like one of the best like female scratchers out there she's been in it since like the 90s um she wasn't ever like a battle dj or anything she kind of just like rose up among the ranks uh with everybody else she was in like a crew with craze her she and her husband actually dj together her and faust um as urban assault um yeah yeah that's shorty so she's i take lessons with her yeah yeah she's uh so yeah you can just go to her website and you can actually just like sign up for lessons and book um yeah she's like been uh, really really helpful for me and like sometimes we won't even like scratch like because like i'm a sometimes we've had weeks where we'll just like talk like mindset and stuff and or like i'll have like stuff as a female i'll need to like ask her about and like she's like been not only like a great scratch helper like a great like just mentor just like, as a girl in this industry and she's like one of the few out there there's like her there's analyze there's caper there's um, yeah uh, i'm glad you brought this up because so like caper was at the dj collective this past year and i just think like i've you know i've seen her cut before and she's just like she's got so much energy in such a small package and like seeing her in person how she stands you know like four foot two or whatever her height (laughs) actually but like insane amount of skill um and i definitely like that you know like you know that you mentioned a bunch of those people that but anyway continue your list i was yeah, intrigued I mean, to hear that list of people that's that pretty you much and then there's like the kids who are gonna be a problem in a couple of years there's like michelle there's like amira and kayla um oh there's yeah. like sophia there's a lot of like really who's the really girl that good... does the oh michelle yeah yeah that is michelle like, okay the, that's so good the base yeah her dad's a dj as well um i yeah she was one of the people i started following early on uh, Livia, that's another one. She's really good. 
Uh, but yeah, there are a bunch of there are a bunch, but not a lot of dope girls out there. Pearly, she's like the first girl to win like a U.S. championship, but there has never been a world champion that's a girl yet. But Pearly has been yeah. the first U.S. champion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Caitlin, yes. there are uh, obviously like social media is massive for I think anybody between the ages of like twelve and eighty or whatever, and I, it often makes me wonder what your answer is to this. You know, there there are probably thirteen year old girls that are watching this, watching you DJ, right? And they have this passion. Uh, what's that? What does that feel like? Like they're thirteen, they're like, I don't know, they beg their parents for some gear, and I think we all can relate to like when we tell our parents we want to be a DJ, they all have this like, mm, are you sure? Yeah. So they buy their first gear, you know, their parents buy their first gear, and they start practicing because of you. Uh, what does that make you feel like? That is undescribable. Honestly, that's why I get into it because I just want to be inspiring to people. It doesn't. Um, it makes me. It makes me really happy. And actually, there is a kid out there who I don't. He's a frequenter of DJ Expo. Blake. I met him there, and he uh, has been. I have been mentoring him a lot. Shout out to Blake if you're listening to this. Um, he has been one of. He's one of those kids who started scratching and started like tone playing because I. He, like, saw me. He, like, came up to me at, like, DJ Expo. And he was like, I know you. I've seen your videos on Instagram. And that, like, melted my heart. Like, that made me so happy. And so just to know I, that I don't think you're doing shit. it for clout. I don't think no. you're doing it for likes or followers. or you know, There's so many nah. people that do social media for all the wrong reasons, right? There's so many people mm-hmm. that go into, you know, getting an Instagram account because they want to, you know um, – have hundreds of thousands of likes. I, I, Kevin, I was actually having a conversation about this today with Chris Cruz, who we were talking about the podcast. I said, man, I don't care if like we only have like 300 listeners or something a month. Like as long as I'm helping people do something, you know, I could give a, a crap about a hundred thousand or a million listeners. Um, you know, and Kevin, get your drink ready. Uh, I used to work in radio back in the day. And so uh, that's kind of like you go from this audience of a very massive, you know, well, probably not in, probably not now, but back in the day, back in the day, there was a very massive audience that was listening. And so to transition from that to this, like, you know, I've, there's definitely, there are definitely those times, those moments where like, well, I'm not, you know, we're not getting a hundred thousand likes. Or we're not doing that, but I, look, if Kevin and I walk away from this and there's some other kid that starts a podcast because of us, if there's a kid that walks away and becomes the next, like, you know, DJ, whatever, you know, in Boston or New York or wherever they're watching you, like, I think that's something that um, you definitely should uh, be proud about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, um, it really is, at the end, that, at the end of the day, like, when I get, like, frustrated with, like, my existential crisis within my DJ career, I think about that, like, because there are people who can randomly find me on Instagram who just watch my videos and get inspired. And so I am trying to post more. Like I do get really lazy about that stuff. Cause I have to realize that like all content at the end of the day is good content. Cause it can, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Dude, there are so many people that I think that I think they are, they're like, ah, uh, and I've, I think Kevin and I have both been in this boat where, oh, uh, we have to have this, the perfect setup or we have to have, Whatever, like, I mean, if you look behind me, like, Kevin's going to make fun of my table over here or whatever, where, where, whichever side it's on, I don't know where it's at. But there's, like, tools everywhere because I'm building a DJ booth and that sort of thing. And so, you know, back in the day, the old me would be like, oh, I need to have, like, LEDs on the walls and, like, the, you know, like, instead, just do it. 
Like with you, it's you don't have a studio. Like I think you have a black curtain behind you, or I think yep. one time I saw bunk beds behind you. And yeah, before just... I put the black curtain up. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, There's just quarant- this... uh, club quarantini. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Free, yeah. Pre, yeah. Yeah, there's just uh, this. Yeah, there's this authenticated feel to it, and I, I think that I think what you just said is everyone needs to stop and rewind this podcast and listen to what you said again and again and again and again. Just post. Just <laughs> well, do yeah, it. it's you it's know? like the the Twitch DJ thing was like, yo, go paint your wall green and have all these all these crazy scenes. And hey, my fucking cat is eating my goddamn cord. You're in a mood today, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Go get out of here. I'm gonna kick you later. Um, Are we leaving all this in? We're gonna yeah, leave definitely. I'm leaving that shit okay. in for sure. He was, a, he was being a dick today. I was That's telling funny. you before, Caitlin, right? Sorry. Yeah. We're going to rewind a little bit. Um, so, like, I got really caught up in that, too. And eventually I was just like, fuck it. I'm just like, I'm just going to start playing music. I don't care if my mic sounds like shit. And I have one friend that every time he'll hop on and he'll listen to me on Twitch and he'll pick out the one thing that's wrong. So, like, the last time I did, he was like, your mic's so hot, dude. Chill. And I'm like, eh. Who is it? It's a friend of who, who, mine. I'm not going to name it. Okay. Okay. It's That's, me. I'm the friend. Uh, no, I was. Th- I wasn't talking about you even. Oh. You okay. like you would you would be in the chat and you would say something like, "Hey, your mic's a little hot." I think time. I would. Te- I would. I usually text you like, "Hey, man." Like, yeah. blah, blah, but then I, I got like, I got my I got Teddy sitting here. She's listening on her phone and her computer. She's like, "It's fine." So whatever. You know what? We get the fucking job done. But um, I actually I was. I was between whether I was going to post it or not a TikTok that I just posted this morning um, and it's like three songs using that same beat from uh, 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 God damn it now I can't even fucking remember it uh, but it's I'm the making beat a beat out of big what you energy, just said. the oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the fantasy. big energy beat and yeah. fantasy by Mariah Carey so the original mm-hmm. um, yeah. whatever the fuck it is anyway um, so yeah so like but I scratched with my right hand and and it was it was a little dusty. And I, I listened to it like so many times over that I started like really critiquing myself and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go try and do it again and I won't even cut. I'll just drop in. I was like, yeah. you know what? No, what? I'm leaving it. I'm just leaving it. Because yeah. fuck it. If the, people come at me for not being good, I'll be like, yeah, it's my right hand. You know, the yeah. original sample is Tom Tom Club. Tom Tom Club. Thing. Genius yeah. of love. Genius of love. Yes. That's right, everybody. Yeah. Here right. on Kiss What Wait in Boston. <laughs> um uh, so Caitlin, uh, we we have we have some segments we do here on the show, kind of make it fun. Uh, we did we did this segment started last week called "What the Wish Is That," uh, where Kevin finds random things on Wish, and we figure out Caitlin, what the wish is that. So uh, without further ado, Kevin, what is our first "What the Wish Is That" product? So uh, real quick, Caitlin, if you have us in like the one, two, three, everybody's the same size thing. If you go to like the top of mine, you'll see the uh, the expand frame. That'll make it a little easier for you to see everything. Um, So we're going to do three today and we're going to start off pretty fucking spicy right away. So can you guys see that? Enjoy the merch. We're talking about the left one? Um, Well, yeah, it's it's the it's the coin. So um, is that a naked girl? They're Wait, what's the second one? Naked girls. No, what's the, the, the second one is going to be for a later one. We're teasing with that one. <laughs> what is the second one? <laughs> it's a tease. If um, you're listening to us on the podcast app, you can actually watch it on our YouTube page. I want. I don't even care about the coin. Like, I would like yeah. to know what's happening in the second one. The second one is it's like a window sticker where it's like, uh, uh, you know, um, something like "Go fuck yourself," you know, or like. You know, if you're going to get any closer, you'd be fucking me. 
or something like that. <laughs> and it's just stick figures with like, you know, a girl bent over. Why is um, her arm? Look at her arm on the no, second one. Like her arm is long. She's like are they coins the or are they plates? Is, oh. is that like a set Can of we plates? talk about the coins, Shorty? <laughs> and okay, are, so they're coins. The, they are coins. <laughs> So it's like it's it's basic. I don't know. It's just a bunch of naked women, and I guess yeah, them, people collect coins for some reasons. Yeah, I so it's put, like a full frontal of a nude girl with pigtails, and then one of like a side angle, and then one of like a girl like squishing her cheeks to. It's just so it's so weird, and it's all this for six dollars. I just did you buy it? No, I didn't buy that. Oh. That this one I was Google image searching wish advertisements, and this was one that popped up. So yeah, um, enjoy the much cheaper items sold by Wish. Sixty to eighty percent off naked girl coins. So six dollars. Definitely. Next up. Um, so this is a fun one because I'm only revealing part of it. Uh, do you guys have it, Caitlin? Do you have any guesses as to, as to this? Ah. <laughs> uh, well, wait. There's a, a straw a, there. A straw to a straw to do lines of coke with. Uh, no, that's uh... a. <laughs> Well, no, you're pretty much right. So, like, obviously, the, <laughs> yeah. the goal is clickbait in all of these. Um, so it's truly like a, um, like, yeah, it's like a, it's a fucking like a a reusable straw. straw for Coke. Yeah. Um. So actually, what it is though, it, the worst part is it's a mouse pad. So you can <laughs> see in the bottom corner, there's like a little, a uh, little, you know, just um, <laughs> like impressed upon the photo is a little, uh, you know, like mouse. a little wireless mouse. So you would get a mouse pad that is of someone snorting cocaine in the shape of the word death. Nice. Uh, yeah. So how know, much just, is that? That just for, um, yeah. I actually don't have the final price, but it is eighty-three percent off. So I would I guess that it's okay. probably in like the two to three dollar range. Um, so yeah, yeah, a lot of this that's... stuff I've I've found common themes. It seems to be naked women and like cocaine straws. I'm yeah. not really it's sure right up my alley. Motivation behind <laughs> that, but I finally found a child-friendly one. Um, oh my god! It's <laughs> like a really shitty knockoff of something. Oh yeah, it's like bootleg Minecraft. Yeah, it's bootleg yeah. Minecraft for sure. Um, it's a, a a a tunic and a hood, and I guess you're just supposed to look like a green uh, a green blob. Green blob. I've never played Minecraft. Bro, with, bro, the green uh, blob doesn't even the green blob doesn't even go all the way down to his feet. It just stops. It's like it's, we've had enough. It's like, yeah. It's, and the sleeve yeah. cut is terrible. Yep. It's like awful sleeving. Yeah, they're I mean, not even trying also, with the names too. Mind game. Mind game. Yeah, they're they're really they're really. <laughs> they were like, how do we give how do we get by the copyright? Um, mind game. Game. Mind game. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're not wrong. They're uh, but they're just wrong in that this is an advertisement for really anything. I think so. Uh, let's see what I have something hidden down here. It looks like never mind. Nope. Got too many of these things popping up now. Yeah, so that's our uh, that's our um, what the wishes that game is a bunch of naked coins and some really shitty costumes. <laughs> that's about what it boils down to this week. Fun. So yeah, if you uh, if you liked the way that sounded, you should see it on Spotify app or on YouTube. We uh, wish you should sponsor them. I would love a sponsorship that sponsorship from Wish. Uh, then from Wish. Yeah, I would love it. I would love it. I buy a lot of shit from Wish. I won't lie. I've shown some stuff in the past. I have like a, a mini projector. Actually, there's a photo behind me. It's uh, it's behind all my liquor bottles and stuff. But it um, it's like a tapestry uh, that is Breath of the Wilds, the newest Zelda game. I'm a big like original Nintendo guy. 
So I've played all the Zelda games and it's just like a tapestry, but it's it's blended with um hang on, let me see if I can get a better shot of it from behind all this shit. Um what is it? Starry Night, Van Gogh. You guys know that painting? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, they, uh, yeah I see it. It's like uh yeah. Oh yeah, it's in the corner over there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You bought the real one? And that's all from Wish. I got that from Wish. I mean, oh, I wow. had to like oh. put it on my own tack board stuff, but um yeah, Wait, how like do they legally Wait, how do they legally own this? Call it Starry Evening or something. I don't know because of yeah, it's it's literally exactly that, Caitlin. You know, it's just fun. <laughs> but is it painted on... the same? Is it painted the same as the painting, or is uh, there something? I off? think it's sort of like there's. Uh, I wonder if there's like an actual rule against intellectual property like that, whereas you can't remix paintings. You know? Oh my god, I I got in so much trouble for It's really like a painting bootleg, it. you know? Yeah. Well I've seen like Starry Nights with like I don't know, like Star Wars people in it or like E. Yeah. T and shit like that. But I maybe like if you're just literally trying to copy it, that's probably something else. Yeah. But Yeah. But if you're trying to sell it, that's a different thing. I wonder yeah, how they're getting yes. away with it. Because mm-hmm. if you're selling something that's close to If we to... have any lawyers in our viewing and listening audience um, then definitely reach out to us and, and shoot us a message. We would, I would love to report back on this. I think that's a super, uh, or like a fun topic because, you know, there's so many like DMCA rules, um, right. of like so how like, much you can use of a song before you start to get in trouble. And then obviously like record pools and stuff, you know, have their way around things. Yeah. Like so. that highly illegal, my face and Harry Potter. <laughs> so now if you went to Staples and you tried to print that, they would not print it. Uh, they would, they, they like, were, if you like tried to put right. it on poster board or something like that, they would be like, no, nah, we can't because especially with like, you know, that's technically, that's Disney, right? Isn't Disney uh, on Harry like Potter Warner now? Brothers. Yeah, oh, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah. You probably yeah, haven't like even Disney. seen Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you seen Star Wars? Like, dude, he's seen... only seen <laughs> episode one. And he calls it the Jar Jar Binks one. And that's like the worst part about it is he calls it the Jar Jar. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. No. He literally, that's the only one he's seen. Like the one that you can remove from the entire plot. Like you could not see that movie. How do you remove, how do you remove a Dude, movie from a series? Because it was a total fucking money maker. That's all it was. Don't, don't get me going, man. Like you're going to yeah, get no, me going. No, but you can't remove, you, it's not like you could it's be not. like, Oh, let me remove a, a lyric from a song and it still makes sense. Like, you can't just, you can't just start picking movies uh, out of the sure, air and be like, nah, uh, we'll I'm not going to use that one We'll have an entire podcast where I'll talk about it. We will. I'll talk all about the machete, you know, order and certain other things in the Star what Wars universe. What is the universe. Mache- a machete order? What is this? I told you we'll talk about it another time. I can't well, no, try but and get me going on this stuff. Okay, so here's the deal. So the machete <laughs> order is... It starts with the first movie that came out, so A New Hope, so that's episode four, and then you go back to episode two, and then you, I don't know, I looked it up previously, didn't I? Didn't I do this? Listen, here's the thing, Caitlin, here's the thing, here's the thing. Is it, put the movies in the order. Let me, I want to go one, two, three, four, five, six. six. No, no, that's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. You just don't understand. I do. I understand how numbers work. Oh, four, five, two, three. So what it kind of does, so you go four, five, two, three, six. What it does is it introduces the universe to you the way it was introduced to everyone literally by release date. But then you go back and it's almost like a a flashback. You know, so you like you spend some time flashing back, gaining details, and then it all comes together in episode six. 
and you absolutely omit episode one entirely because you realize that uh, you don't need to learn anything about Anakin's childhood. You don't need to know, you really don't need to be introduced to the Gungans like that. Um, I guess the only plot line you gain is that Padme was Amidala, but you don't need to know because she's not the queen ever again. Um, That's very true. And Qui-Gon Jinn is a total waste of a character, unfortunately. <clears throat> I, ch I, checked out. I checked out three and a half minutes ago. Yeah, and so yeah, well, I, I said, why did that. you have me talk about it? Like, luckily, Caitlin's <laughs> listening and is actually taking some of this in. You're not, yeah, yeah you're not even wrong. No, I even hate number one even more. I used to hate two more, but no, nah, no, nah, one is like, yeah, wow, that is completely. Caitlin, name three movies. Caitlin, right. Caitlin, name three random movies. I'll tell you if I've seen them. Uh, okay. That uh, you would think people would have seen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you haven't seen Star Wars? You've seen Star Wars mm. one? Okay. Uh. Mm. Harry Potter. No, you haven't seen Harry Potter. I've seen I've a few of them. Not them all. Okay. Uh, Titanic. Yeah, I've seen Titanic. Oh, that's a okay. good That's a good one, though. The yeah. Biggest movies yeah. I can think of now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. No, nah, never seen it. Oh, okay. That's a Boston movie. <laughs> that is so one. a Boston movie, too. Such a Boston movie. Oh, um, my God. You know, Boston, you know what Boston movie I have seen is the uh, the one where they, they rob the banks uh, and they go to Departed. Fenway Park. Oh, Departed, right. yeah, the Departed. Departed. Which, by the way, Departed. you're from Boston. You you don't sound Boston. You sound just that's normal. A, yeah, that's you don't like, have, like the outside of Boston. So the people who live like 20 minutes outside in like Medford or Quincy, then they're, they're the ones who are like wicked smart. Wicked. Yeah, smart. yeah, yeah. Like, the cars parked in Harvard Yard. You know. Yeah. 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 You just and have really this. Is, like, tw yeah, 20 minutes. That's a that's a yeah good impression. But yeah, no, yeah. I don't say Harvard Yard. That's not. I can't even. I can't even do it authentically without sounding stupid. That's like. But yeah. Now you take somebody twenty minutes outside of Boston. Yeah, you'll get them sounding exactly like that. Or the people who are like native Italian, like the North End, like the people who are like Boston through and through for generations. They'll be like that too. Yeah. But no, not not me. Well, My one dad's more not movie, from here. Caitlin. One more movie. Uh, okay. Uh, subtle segue segue into back into shit I've done. Have you seen Don't Look Up on Netflix? I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh my god, we almost didn't even talk about this, bro. Thank you for saying something because that's how I I told Shorty like kind of who you were. And when people ask you, I was telling my barber this morning and he yeah. reminded me that I've mentioned it before because he was talking about the movie. So fuck it, A, dude. You were the on-stage DJ in the film Don't Look Up with yes. Ariana Grande and so many other people. Mm -hmm. tell us all about that experience like number one um what was it what's it like being in a movie you have your own imdb page now yeah they kind of just made that for me i didn't even do it this appeared gangster. after the movie came out uh yeah no it was incredible um it, uh, and also it was a once in a lifetime thing because it was covid because you had to chill in a hotel room for 10 days before because it was a quarantine period you had to like Except for COVID tests. You would leave and get COVID tested. But I would chill in a hotel room for 10 days. And then we had a rehearsal day and then a shoot day. Um, and yeah, that one scene, it was like a concert scene. So like Leo DiCaprio was there. Jennifer Lawrence was there. Kid Cudi was there. Ariana was there. And there were a bunch of extras in the audience. But yeah, that was... Uh, they needed people. They cast people who knew how to authentically fake it. So if just in case they wanted like shots of... The, yeah, like... It, it was stupid for the DJ because they never actually used shots of my hands, but like for like the bassist and the pianist and the drummer, I understood like they wanted us actually playing the actual tracks. Um, but yeah, a friend sent me that audition and I uh, sent in all my info. 24 hours later, they got back to me, told me to send in a video. Wow. 
And then 24 hours later, they got back to me there saying, I got it. And saying, you're going to go into quarantine January 1st. Uh, and then I was in quarantine for 10 days, filmed uh, for one day. And then I kept it a secret for like a whole year or secret, meaning didn't post it publicly. Yeah, yeah, you can see me in the yeah, you can see me in the corner there. Uh, you can you literally you ha- you blink and you miss it. Uh, but like yeah, I'm in a couple shots behind Ariana. Um, it's it's a pretty pretty cool. Uh, hey, I gotta ask yeah, a question. Like, yeah. Uh, so I so I interviewed Social House, which is a they produce a couple Ariana Grande tracks, but I was not allowed to ask any Ariana Grande questions. That was the 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 <laughs> record label was like you're not allowed to ask anything Ariana Grande. Uh, so yeah, I was like okay, I follow by the rules. Um, but I need to know, because I've heard this from some other radio people. Uh, is Ariana Grande just a freaking asshole? So, yeah. So how I see it, she puts a wall up because she could tell that she's being networked all the time. Yeah. And so she's like closed off, which people will take as being an asshole. Mm. But I did have people who went to high school with her. And before she was like famous or like when she was like Nickelodeon famous and she was like very much a diva in high school. Granted, that. maybe that was just that one person who didn't really like her. But yeah. my impression of her was she was being networked all the time. Because when I said like, hey, you have a mutual friend of mine, blah, blah, blah. And then like I like broke through that and like talked to her like Ariana and like Ariana Grande. Then she was like, oh, yeah, totally. it's like completely different demeanor. But like with the pianist, he was like playing thank you next when we weren't shooting like playing songs that she would like obviously would love to hear all the time like right. she would be like, look over and be like you're so talented but like she never like <laughs> fully like opened up and stuff so she's like closed off if you can tell that you like you're trying to network her and like i feel like it's much harder to not net- want to network her because she's ariana grande like like it's like yeah. very it's impossible to talk to her like a normal person it's a very. I, we interviewed. I interviewed Social House, which has done like a couple records with her, and uh, then my a buddy of mine who worked at our competitor. Same thing. They went across the road. They did the interview, and he asked her. I think he asked them like, "Have you ever wanted to hook up with Ariana Grande or something, something like that?" Wow. And they were just kind. Of, and the the boys of Social House, the, they sing the song uh, "Party in the Hamptons." It's a really good song. Um, it's the really nice kids. And so he gets on the interview, and uh, the record rep is like, yeah, you're going to have to delete that part, and I'm going to have to watch you do it. And he had to delete the part where he asks about, you know, which I kind of understand. It's kind of – I understand that he wanted to be a little edgy, but, like, for me, I don't even care. Like, if they've had a – you know, if they've made out or whatever, I don't give a fuck. I just – Social House makes great music. Ariana Grande sings great music. Let's just let them be their own entity. And I think that I can understand how that – asking those questions can be annoying. So I just didn't know. I mean, I've had some radio friends that have had opinions about her, um, which again, too, and I think Kevin and I've talked about this too. Radio people are annoying. They ask the, some, some ask the same, like, just like, he's like, what's that? Like they have that stupid pukey voice and, you know, she does say really what annoying. she means. Like she's definitely, she, if she feels a certain way, like she'll definitely speak up on it. Like, sure. I feel like a very Ariana Grande response. Like if she were a DJ, she'd be like, what's a female DJ? And then like, come for, come for you like on that. Uh, but like, as opposed to me, I just like, let it, let it go. I just, but yeah, she's very much a like, stand up for herself. Sure. Speak your opinions type of person as well. So, that so no big deal. We've got a movie. Uh, we've got a movie, movie, uh, movie celebrity star. on the show today. <laughs> movie star. Uh, 
Um, well, I, also, um, I feel like the last okay. thing that someone like Ariana Grande wants is anyone fucking stroking them like that. You know, yeah, like, I, know, the, like, and, the like, director, I never too. wanted to, I don't want to be starstruck. Like, it's not like the don't meet your heroes type thing, but it's like, I just don't, I want to treat like famous people like a normal person, you know? Yeah. So like, I'm not going to like drool when I see them or like ask for an autograph. Like, frankly, I feel like it would be, it would say way more about you if you don't ask for an autograph. Then you oh, just, yeah. you know, like you just appreciate the time that you get to spend with them because I actually awkwardly ended up like turning a corner and face to face with four color Zach. And I like I did freeze because I was just wasn't expecting it. But I didn't <laughs> say anything stupid and be like, yo, I love your shit. Like, yeah. but that's something that I yeah, totally yeah, 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 but that's different <laughs> because I think he would admire that. I know he probably hears that a lot. Yeah, but DJs still... are different because, yeah. like, Ariana Grande, you take a picture with her, you post it on your Instagram, you're going to get like a thousand likes because everybody knows who Ariana Grande is. But, like, with DJs, right. like, that's what I think is like really cool about like my birthday party. Like, even though people, they'll come up to Vect or someone and they'll be like, yo, I really admire your blah, blah, blah. How'd you do the scratch? Blah, blah, blah. But it's not about like, they're not doing that to brag to everybody else in the world that right. they met Vect. Cause nobody, it's outside of the DJ world gives two shits about who Vect is. But like, yeah, that's uh, something that's, I really, it's different about the DJ community because everybody actually respects everybody. Um, and that, especially within the turntablism community. So like yeah. Four Color Zach, like Dude. I, I really admire Four Color Zach cause he's like in Vegas level clubs and he's doing like real DJing shit. Yeah. He's like the perfect blend of like both of that. Cause I feel like, uh, like turntablists and like battle DJs are like, um, I've told other people this metaphor. We're like MMA fighters. We're like UFC fighters, but then like. Vegas level bottle service DJs who don't really focus on that shit, just focus on like what songs to play at the right hour. They're like YouTubers and TikTokers at an exhibition match. Like it's more about the spectacle and how much money can we bring in and how many people can we have on like looking at us at the same time. But like with like yeah. MMA fights, like people are like watching it for like the love of the craft and like the yeah. love of the fighting. So it's the same thing with like DJ battles. Um, I feel like DJs, so that's why Four Colors Act is like one of my favorite DJs because he's like bridging the gap between the two yeah. worlds and hopefully in the future it will be so people are starting to care more it's like they, so they really are and i yeah. think that's unfortunately that has to be communicated through things like you know instagram and tiktok so you, you know there's a certain point where you have to you know it's like nobody really truly enjoys doing that social media grind unless yeah. you're successful you know, yeah. like, honestly, I'm, I'm, I, it feels so vain to me to do all that, to be like, yeah, look yeah. at me. That's like the last thing that I want to do. Um, yeah. so like I've found ways through like doing, you know, the, you know, tracking where like songs are sampled from. So specifically like the, you know, the big energy and the fantasy with, uh, genius and love. Um, like that's the shit so, that I like to do now. Just to, yeah. like get yourself yeah. out there in some way and then make them find you elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you talked about MMA, actually, because there's a question that was asked uh, on our new Instagram, by the way. You can find us, Radio Shorty Podcast, on Instagram. Uh, I am Brandon Wong. Do you know Brandon? Oh, yeah. That's one of my friends. Okay. Nice. He yeah. wants to, all right, Brandon wants to know, uh, would you have competed in MMA if you weren't a DJ? Uh, no, honestly, I, I just, I started doing MMA again as like, or I started doing like jujitsu and stuff as a hobby, just as a way to get like, to balance myself out and not just focus on DJing primarily. I did Taekwondo as a kid growing up. Like I was a black belt up Holy until I, like, yeah, I did like Taekwondo in like high school. And so all of the stuff was still there. But now like recently I've just been getting into like jujitsu and like MMA stuff. Um, and it's been very 
good for me because like mentally like it's the same type of thing like you learn techniques and then you're put like put in a live round and you're like it's like you can't you um it's yeah i don't know the the two the two worlds are like so similar um so no i wouldn't have competed before because i didn't actually i wasn't serious about it before it was just something i did on the side so let me yes. let me make sure i get this right um badass dj uh can kick my <laughs> ass uh, and movie star. Just make sure I have all that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. sure I yeah. Black belt down. movie oh, yeah. star that cuts it oh, up. Also, yeah. only twenty six years old. I yeah, feel like I have failed at life. The thing about uh, the thing about martial arts though is like I did taekwondo as a kid. You just take a you take a bunch of tests and then you like progress up the belts, but then you can quit and walk away. Like even though I'm a black belt in Taekwondo, like I'm a fucking wimp in jujitsu now. Cause like my ab strength is gone. My mentally, I'm like, if I'm like having a, a lot going on, I'm checked out like in a live round. Like it really is black belt is like getting your driver's license at some point. Oh, you have to go shit. through like a certain, you just oh, have cool. to like take a certain level of tests and then you can walk away and never drive again, but you still have a driver's license. And so so like, it's like a driver's oh, license. Cool. I, I, yeah, I would like, suck. A lot of that, people, so. a lot like people. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I, like, I'm downplaying it a lot, but like, yeah, I will say even though things carry over and I, it helps me pick up like jujitsu a little bit faster just like from having just martial arts instincts it i i definitely like i because i'm out of shape and i'm like out of practice it's it doesn't really it doesn't matter that i'm i was a black belt back then i'm uh i am shitty at jujitsu now i am a beginner right now but it like caitlin i i i climb a flight of stairs and i'm like this is it for the day it's all done good I've done I've done enough. Like let me go in and sit down on the couch. Uh that's pretty awesome that I did not I actually did not know about the jujitsu and the MMA stuff and, and all that. That's pretty impressive. Uh well, we want to wrap up and do our listener of the week and then get to dad jokes. Um Caitlin, I don't know again if you haven't listened to the whole show. What basically what happens is Kevin will tell some dad jokes uh, at the end of the show. We will rate them on a scale of one to ten. Uh I usually rate them really low just to piss Kevin off, but that's how that works. Uh, but first, we're going to do Listener of the Week. Uh, we're going to start doing this every single week, and you can always uh, tag us on Instagram and uh, Facebook and all, all that other stuff, uh, at Radio Shorty Podcast, everywhere you find uh, your social medias. We even now, oh, I hate to say this, we even now have a TikTok. <laughs> anyway, we've got one. Uh, but anyway, this week's Listener of the Week is our friend uh, from uh, Dallas, Texas. It is our girl, Jen Nelson. Uh, which is Nate Nelson's wife. Uh, I met Jen and Nate both for the first time at uh, Mex in Vegas, and uh, like I like literally hung out with Jen and Nate for like a couple hours. And I walked away. I was like, "Yo, I was like, they could be my brother and sister. I'd be a hundred percent cool with that." Like they're both just amazing people. And Jen has been so supportive of the podcast. A lot of people have, but if you know you're not tagging us and letting us know you're listening, I, I don't know what your names are. So uh, make sure to tag us at Radio Shorty Podcast. Um, or just tag me and Kevin, and uh, we'll shout yeah. you out. But anyway, listener of the week, our girl Jen Nelson from Dallas, yeah. Texas. Hey, and let girl. me just say, like, after she wrote that, so she did say the side note that she's reading Will Smith's book, so she was listening to the part that we were talking about, Will Smith. Um, of course, that was a hot topic for a while. But then she just goes into it, and she's, like, actually thought-provoked by stuff that we say, which is hilarious for me, because, like, there's, like, two or three thoughts that run through this noggin a day, you know? Um, but it's it's cool that she sees it that way. We ended up having a little conversation about it. Um, and Jen, just thank you so much for always supporting everything that you know I specifically have done, but also you know supporting this whole journey for us. 
Um, yeah, so I actually, before we get into dad jokes, we're going to start releasing these on Monday mornings. So they will be uh, like 5 a.m. on the East Coast for our early risers. Um, but Caitlin, do you have any... Any like advice that really gets you going to start your day off? So like uh, while you think about that recently, I've started just bare minimum. Like I need to stretch in the morning just to like get my heart pumping a little bit, you know? Um, so, and, and, and honestly, you see people as they get older, they talk about, make sure like you, you keep your hips in check, like just stretch, just stretch, just go for a walk, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I go up a flight of stairs. That's yeah. Fine. He does the flight of stairs thing. So, is there anything that really like kickstarts your day, your week, whatever? Like, if you're having a rough one. Uh. Sleep. Maybe listen Drink to this awesome alcohol. podcast. Yeah, yeah just like nah, treat, uh, treat treat yourself. Like I don't know, treat yeah. Seriously, like, just like self care is most important. Uh, that's something that I've been taking into account more and more this year. Um, yeah, self care is number one. Uh, it really, you really got to take care of yourself because I think A-Track said it on another podcast and it's kind of been living rent-free in my head. Uh, if you treat your, treat your body like an F1 car and like sometimes like you have to, you have to get pit stops every now and then. And if you don't get those pit stops, like your car will crash, your car will completely like break down. And so like, as long as you're checking in and getting those pit stops every now and then you're going to be doing all right. Uh, that wasn't me. That was that was A-Track who said that first. Sure, but the stuff quote that of the I have quote. been living by. Like I really do, I really do stand by that. So I really have been checking in with myself. Like, like probably around the phase games is when I like that was like when I was only only new DJing. I hadn't like that was just my whole personality. I had no friends. I was just always in the studio, just constantly just like practicing, making videos and stuff. But I really like I needed. I wasn't happy at the end of the day. Like. I really found true happiness when there was like other shit to life and I wasn't just, just DJing. So yeah, self-care, just checking in with yourself and finding other things to life that aren't just like. Well, and a lot of DJs uh, and even owners uh, will just 24, seven, 365. I mean, I I know guys that literally, um, you know, they're up at midnight, you know, working on their business or they're replying to inquiries that came in at 1150 and, and I understand like getting back to clients like right away, but I, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, Hey, I, you know, I got to check out at some point and put it all away, come back to yeah. it tomorrow morning. Uh, so it's, that's actually a really important thing. Cause again, if you just keep, yeah. you know, if you, if your phone goes off at three in the morning and for some reason you're up and you sit down at a computer and you answer an inquiry at three in the morning, like it's like, man, at what point are you living life? Um, yeah. you know, that, that's a, that's a very valid point. Uh, I so I guess that. for non-DJs, sometimes it's okay to wake up and do nothing like that because that's what you need. Yeah, like, it's I love it. totally fine. Love it. That's, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, um, I watch movies. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. You don't. No, you don't. <laughs> but uh, Shorty, you mentioned Chris Cruz, who's a friend of both of ours, so we'll talk about him a lot. But uh, he's recently, you know, just mentioned, like, struggles with ADHD and how some days you wake up and you're like, I'm going to get fucking everything done today, and you do exactly that. Some days you wake up and you're like, I'm going to get fucking everything done today. And then you look out the window and it's six hours later, you know, um, like what the fuck happened? Or some days you wake up and you're like, I'm not getting anything done today. And then I stretch and then all of a sudden my brain's working again. Like it's just, and you know, that's, you know, medicated or not like there's, there's just so, I feel like everybody struggles with that, especially now because we're pulled in so many different directions. So like you're basically saying like sometimes give yourself a designated direction to be pulled in. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, you don't have to wake up and accomplish stuff every day. 
Cool. Like, All right. It's, I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is the segment that Kevin loves every single week because I make fun of him and he gets pissed off at me. Uh, it's a segment we used to do on the radio. We used to do Dad Joke Thursday, and uh, I would let him tell dad jokes on the air during COVID and. Uh, and so that's kind of how all this began. Uh, Kevin, this week, your dad jokes. See, we have three of them. We have three. I do three have this three. Week. I have three. Uh, do we need our dad joke music? I don't even know if you can hear this. I can't. Oh, yeah, we can hear that. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know why I couldn't hear the other thing. I have to dance so we have like dad joke Thursday. Um, yeah, the dance there. I don't know what's going on there. Caitlin, you don't have to do that. because You don't have to. Really <laughs> she literally was like, I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's the no, one thing she's not doing. Right? <laughs> to play along with all our other trash. <laughs> All right. Hey, Shorty. I got a dad hey, joke for you. Hey, Kevin. That's right. Um, Tell me your dad joke. A dad joke Thursday on Kiss 108 in Boston. Sorry. Um, what do you call a blind dinosaur? Caitlin, what do you think it is? I don't know. <laughs> what, do you, what? <laughs> what do you call a blind dinosaur? You call it a do you think he sauce? I love her honesty, bro. I appreciate the honesty. So, um, Drew tried to rank them all at the end, but he ended up not ranking my last one, so I'm not letting people do that anymore. Um, Shorty, on a scale from one to ten. That's a four, bro. Yeah, that's that's a pretty bad one. Caitlin, what do you give it? I was going to say four, too. Okay. (laughs) That seems fair. Seems fair. You've got... You got two to redeem yourself. The second dad joke there, Kevin. All right. So these aren't really like true punchline ones. So I'm not going to ask them. I'm going to kind of tell them. But uh, I was I was talking to Teddy the other day and she said to me, uh, what starts with F and ends in K? And I said, no, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) That was better. Yeah. (laughs) Better than a four. I'll take it. That was a good one. Caitlin, what is your what's your ranking there? I'll give that a I'll give the I'll give that an eight. That made me genuinely chuckle. Okay. Wow, okay. I liked yeah. the pause before the chuckle too. That yeah. means that it like it's doing what I it's supposed to. It. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say a seven. Okay. It's okay. Honestly, shorting so. anything over a five from you is a ten in my book because you're so <laughs> critical on my dad jokes. I literally one day he told jokes on the air and I was like, that's a three. And he's like, this is this just fucking bullshit and just hangs up the phone. I'm having to like bleep him out. Like it was a whole thing. I've hung up the phone on him for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. All last right. dad joke. Last one, everybody. Um, so I tried warning my friend about playing Russian roulette, but it went one ear and right out the other. Wow. Oh. 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 oh that was. <laughs> I can't even do the rim shot on that one. That was. That was. Do we have some morbid music we, we can need play? Like a, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I came a little dark at you guys. My apologies. But, you know. Got to justify the joke game here. That's a seven? Okay. I'll give that one a seven. That was good. That was dark. Thank you. I I mean, that's a a good one. I'd give that one a nine. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I like... I like dark humor, so I was uh, teasing the audience there, thinking I was uh, offended, but that was actually pretty funny. Oh, well, thank you for getting offended and for ranking it the way you guys did. That's Dad Jokes this week, y'all. Dad Jokes on the Radio Shorty Podcast with DJ High Kevin. Uh, You can find her on Instagram. I encourage you to look at her videos and check out her videos and like her videos and like her page um, because you're... 
Caitlin, you're freaking talented. I uh, again, like I said in the beginning of the show, we uh, I literally was just came across your page. Uh, I opened up like one video and I was like, holy shit! Like this girl's on another level. And again, you're very young. Uh, you know, I love the fact that you you know you still have room to grow. Um, but I also think you need to really take away from the fact that uh, you're already uber talented. And um, I think you could like teach people. I know you have your friend that does the scratch lessons or whatever that is. I really think you could also kind of like jump in on that because I know Ragoza does it, and I know you know your girl DJ Shorty does it, not me, the other one. Um, but I think what you do and with the the what the I keep calling it the machine because I, I don't know what you call it, but the yeah, what is the little the, controller? It's a it's a controller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just what you add to that is just impressive. Again, I was just blown away, and that's why. That's why I just reached out to Kevin. I was like, hey, it says we're mutual friends. Like, do you know this girl? And he was like saying so many great things about you. Um, and I think that you're just kind of like this light in in the women's world. And I think and not to like pivot you into just like, oh, you're a great girl DJ. But to be able to be an influencer for female DJs, especially the younger generation coming up. Uh, I think a lot of younger people have a lot of interest now in DJing because now it's cool. I think like back in the 90s, yeah. uh, probably when you weren't even born, like it was like very um Kevin, what would you call like the nineties DJs with like the old equipment and just like it was just not like appealing. I don't know if that makes you, sense. Well like, you're talking just... about like the science teachers that became DJs because they were interested yeah. in like audio video technology. Like those yeah. guys, the ones yeah. that like face the wall and just, you know, like just turn right. knobs and shit. Like those guys right. need to be forced out. Um Yeah, these old I, these old dads that, you know. You know, and, and, but like, so Shorty's saying like that, you know, everybody, I, I really think that everybody, if you have something to teach, step into the teaching game a little bit, because you might communicate something to one person that changes, you know, the way they look at stuff, which is sort of what brings us to all to do stuff. Um, like, honestly, just if, if you communicate in a different way than somebody else, you know, you don't go on and you teach the exact same technique that you saw somebody right. else teach in their school. You try and teach it in your way. Um, and that's really the that's the psychic income that you get from teaching, which is that feel good feeling you get from, you know, helping somebody else out. So I think yeah. that's really what we're all kind of searching for at the end of the day. You know, yeah, Caitlin, before sure. we go, uh, you got your birthday party in Boston, which they can find that link on your Instagram as well. Twenty dollars, people. Twenty dollars. I'm buying a sure. ticket whether I'm going or not, just so that like you have a little bit of support from us. Um, like I think that's a, especially in that Mecca area, like super cool. But do you want to give like one more shout out to you and yourself and your birthday party? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, May twenty fourth. Uh it's gonna be dope with the homies Team Ragoza, Bite, Braced, and Vect. Uh yeah, any if you're in driving distance, even if you're not, it's worth flying up because Boston's a cool city, and it's gonna be like a little fun DJ party. Uh, and yeah, you won't want to miss it. Twenty bucks to my bio, bit.ly/slash Caitlin and Friends. That's also super easy to remember. Nice. I made a Bitly link for it. A little so. Bitly link, perfect. Yeah, Sweet. yeah. Uh, also, so, um, you went to the you went to Atlantic City last year. Are you going again this year? I did. I am. Yeah, I, I'm planning on going every year. That's an amazing thing. I wouldn't miss it. The East Coast yeah. doesn't get a lot of that, which is why Harvest of Sound is cool. Because there's yeah. yeah, we just don't get to, you know, it's like Vegas or, you know, Coachella shit. It's like, it's always flying. You know, it's always exactly. flying for us on the East Coast. And there's so and that's much what I'm that hoping to do for. more. Like, yeah, I want to like bring, I was like thinking like, oh, I have to be a touring DJ. But no, I can do shit in Boston and like bring everybody to Boston. That's why like I want to do this birthday party. Why I'm really like hopeful about this like Jay and Curly Bar 
and like everything is gonna make Boston like known for like having like good DJs whenever they come. Because yeah. uh, they it. like freaking sold out like a NFT DJ two thousand person venue, and that like that was like one of those things that I was like absolutely not, and that kind of like motivated me because I was like, right. if this city gets known for like virtual literal virtual DJs. I like I'm gonna I, I can't handle that so like I have to I have to make it known for real DJs and so yeah May twenty fourth May twenty fourth Bean Town Duck Boats Happy, Quincy uh, Market and Caitlin's birthday yes. Happy early birthday Mazel uh, put your drinks you. up uh, you can always find us on everything that you can search and listen to a podcast on just search the Radio Shorty Podcast with DJ Hot Kevin. Kevin, you took that gulp with two hands. Like, Dude, I don't know that. why this cup feels so big to me today. <laughs> I think it's because I'm also like, I'm just, you know, rocking a Dunkin' Cup and then this thing, and it just feels weird. <laughs> also, you can follow her at DJ Caitlin, DJ C A I T L I N. Uh, and uh, listen to the podcast, watch the podcast. Uh, it's a whole thing. Anyway, like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And we'll see you next week on the show. Appreciate you tuning in, Caitlin. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, hopefully, we'll. Please remain safe.